Hi, this is Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Kakambi Nagaraja. He is a professor at the University of Minnesota. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you. You've been doing a lot of work with clostridial dermatitis. dermatitis. Yes. And I understand this is now the, the number one disease affecting turkeys? Yes, indeed. Uh, the clostridial dermatitis, as we call, uh, is uh, a condition in turkeys where they develop a skin lesion under the breast. And most of the time, these uh, lesions are seen in turkeys that are about 16 to 17 weeks, mostly seen in male turkeys than the female turkeys. Hmm. And uh, having grown these turkeys for 16 to 17 weeks and losing these turkeys is a big economic loss. Sure. They say the turkey producers in the United States, uh, Midwest and uh, North Carolina, and many other parts where turkeys are grown, one to two percent of uh, turkeys they lose uh, in a flock uh, with this condition. And uh, so far, they don't know why the disease develops and what predisposes these birds for the development of these lesions. And uh, last year, I was uh, fortunate to get a, a United States competitive grant to do some research on finding out the pathogenesis of this disease. Is there a, a injury that is necessary for the development of uh, the lesion? Or is there a predisposition uh, cause like immunosuppression or some enteric pathogen that predisposes these turkeys for the development of cross dermatitis? What do we know? so far about the dermatitis. Uh, we can isolate uh, organisms, bacterial pathogens from these lesions in the laboratory. The most common pathogen that we isolate is clostridial organism. Among them, clostridial septicum and clostridial perfringens are the most common bacterial pathogens we isolate from these lesions. Now, uh, we have done in the past, a number of studies to look at the clostridial uh, isolates. Are there any differences among these isolates? Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, our uh, studies, uh, doing some genetic analysis of these isolates, mm -hmm. have shown that there are differences among the clostridial septicum and clostridial perfringens isolates that uh, we have recovered from these Dermatitis, dermatitis lesions. Uh, clostridial pathogens, these are, these are bacteria. Yes. Aren't they susceptible to antibiotics? Why has this become such a big problem? Indiscriminate use of antibiotics and bacteria do develop uh, resistance. Uh, some of these bacteria have developed resistance and the commonly used antibiotics are not working on them. The, the second question is the the clostridial organisms we have isolated from these lesions. I told you there are some differences. Some are more potent than the others. We can take those potent uh, clostridial organisms, inject to turkeys, and reproduce the disease. But in the real world, nobody is injecting these birds. My question is to find out how the lesions are developed. Is something else? Is there an injury that is necessary? Mm -hmm. The USDA project that has uh, supported our research uh, has got a number of objectives. We have completed a couple of them already. One of them uh, where we created an injury and then 
uh, we sprayed the organism the litter for natural exposure. Clostridial organisms are ubiquitous. They are present everywhere. Now, we have turkeys, we have sprayed the clostridial organisms, have turkeys raised on them, no lesions are developed. And then you take those same clostridial organisms, give them orally, very high dose, the disease is not produced. But if you take those isolates, inject them on the breast muscle, you can reproduce the disease. But in the real world, as I said, nobody's injecting. So what I'm trying to find out is there an injury that is necessary for the predisposition. So we have experiments where we have sprayed clostridial organisms in the litter, and then physically we have caused some injury, okay? Mm -hmm. And then observe these turkeys for a length of time. Yes, we can reproduce the disease. Mm -hmm. And the turkeys that were uh, organisms sprayed on the litter, no injuries, no lesions are developed. And uh, the second objective is to see whether uh, some enteric pathogens such as coccidia, uh, hemorrhagic enteritis virus predisposes these turkeys for uh, entry of the organism into the tissues from the gut. And in what circumstances the birds develop the lesion, whether the injury in the gut is necessary for the entry of the organism into the tissues, we don't know. So we have uh, experiments uh, planned for uh, doing that uh, uh, intestinal injury mm -hmm. by some of the viruses like hemorrhagic enteritis virus or coccidia and then superimpose uh, these birds with clostridia to see whether the entry is uh, uh, facilitated mm -hmm. for them to cause the dermatitis lesions. Well, so and it sounds fascinating and I know that you have more work to do on this, but. Um, you've got a lot of turkey producers in Minnesota and presumably elsewhere that are um, losing a lot of money to this disease. What kind of recommendations can you make today for preventing or treating this disease? Uh, right now, if I say that uh, one of the recommendations is to make sure these birds are not uh, treated with uh, antibiotics that don't work, number one, if the organisms have develop resistance, the antibiotics that you may be using may not be working. So the first uh, approach is to make sure that these bacteria are tested for sensitivity and use the appropriate antibiotic. That's number one. Number two, as I said, we still don't know the type of litter that uh, these people, you know, different types of litter is being used, whether a particular type of litter is causing some uh, cutaneous injuries facilitating these organisms to get into the tissues and develop yeah. the lesion. So an observation is necessary for the different types of litter that people are using to make sure that uh, uh, they really find out whether any litter is causing any injury. Like they use the uh, wood chips sometimes, the yeah. straw sometimes, and uh, rice hulls. So, we don't know which one is maybe causing any injury on the skin. That's worth and, observing. And does the age of the litter have any effect on this? Uh, it could be because uh, they say the, if the litter is wet, ammonia that is uh, uh, produced mm -hmm. uh, would uh, uh, be responsible for causing the damage. Mm -hmm. That's also a possibility. So the age of the litter, fresh litter is always good old litter is always 
uh, not good for any bacterial mm -hmm. diseases, yes. Well, it uh, certainly sounds pretty complicated, and I'm sure the turkey industry appreciates all your efforts. I hope we'll find uh, some answers at the end of this project, the pathogenesis of the disease, and be able to understand the disease better than what we know now. Well, I wish you luck with your research, and thank, thank you for you, telling us about it. We have been talking with Kakambi Nagaraja from the University of Minnesota. Thank you again, sir. Thank you.